Galatians 5, for freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. Look, I, Paul, say to you that if you accept circumcision, Christ will be of no advantage to you. I testify again to every man who accepts circumcision that he is obligated to keep the whole law. You are severed from Christ. You who would be justified by the law, you have fallen away from grace. For through the Spirit, by faith, we ourselves eagerly await the hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith, working through love. You were running well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion is not from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. I have confidence in the Lord that you will take no other view and that the one who is troubling you will bear the penalty, whoever he is. But if I, brothers, still preach circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? In that case, the offense of the cross has been removed. I wish those who unsettle you would emasculate themselves. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. But through love, serve one another. For the whole love is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. But I say... Walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under law. Now, the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You know, I've heard it said that freedom, you're free when you do what you want to do and when what you want to do is what you ought to do. And I think that is what Paul's saying here. Now, how do you do that, right? How do you ought, how do you want to what you ought? And he's saying the only way is by the Holy Spirit of God. Yeah. If the Holy Spirit of God is dwelling within you and you're being led by the Spirit and you're living by the Spirit, then your life will be in line with God. And God's want to is always in line with ought to. Yeah, and of course, it's, it's rooted in what Paul's been saying up to this point. If, if we truly believe that we are justified by faith, that we stand before God um, upon sort of none of our own works, but fully and finally by the finished work of Jesus for us, then 
we are truly free. Right. And that's why he's, you know, that's, I mean, that's why he's so confident here when he's yeah. talking to them because he's, he's already said, Hey, look, here's the key. The key is understanding justification by faith alone. Right. And, and, and now this is what it looks like because you don't have to think about the things you do as like what you're going to get from them because you've been, you know, turned outside of yourself. Right. Right, like we, like we mentioned yesterday. Circumcision, uncircumcision. Who cares? Walking the right? aisle. Yeah. Going to Sunday school. Exactly. Feeding the poor. Surrendering your body to the flames. To yeah. Use, like, I mean, you could be a Christian martyr. It counts for nothing. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's and that's a that's an important thing to hear is because I mean, Paul is when he says you know circumcision, not circumcision. So in other words, he's saying to the Galatians, hey, by the way. Don't think you're something because you're not circumcised. Yeah. Don't think you're something because you're not a Jew. In other words, <laughs> yeah. don't turn that tape. Don't turn the tables. Yeah, that's a temptation, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so, I mean, I see this. I mean, we've all gone through this, right? Um, if if you've come up in any sort of um, Christian tradition that was, say, fairly strict, right? Yeah. And then you get introduced to various forms of Christian freedom or whatever, um, which often are sort of expressions of like personal things that I can do, right? Almost usually, usually completely missing the fact that Christian freedom is this. I am so free. I don't have to live for myself. I can live for others, right? right. But, but when we're first introduced to various things that are called Christian freedom, one of the first things we start doing is looking at like people who are strict and we turn the tables and all of a sudden it's like, Lord, I thank you that yeah. I'm not like that Pharisee. Yeah. And we're just back to where we started. Um, claiming and carving out our identity on the basis now of what we don't do. Right. Right. Um, or what we, again, what we, we do. We, in, we find in pride other in our, you know. In anything. What we used to think was misbehavior. Now we find pride in yeah. as an as an exercise of our right. faithfulness to yeah. God or our yeah. confidence in the gospel. You know, I used to wear wingtips. Yeah. Yeah. But now I wear flip-flops. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Glad Lord. I'm not like yeah. this. Thank you, Lord, that I'm not wearing wings. Silly church people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And but it's just it's just I, I often call it it's just Phariseeism and flip flops. Yeah. I, I uh, and I, I wear flip flops. There was a, also wear dress shoes. But there the, was a, a, a like a billboard that you know I saw, and this was like not that long ago. It was like they this church had like missed the wave of like cool churches. Um but it was like not your grandmother's church. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's like, wait a second, like <laughs> your grandmother's kind of awesome. Like, yeah, I mean, she may love Jesus. Like, what does that mean? It's not circumcision or uncircumcision. Exactly, it counts for anything. And that's what. That's exactly what he said. Said, hey, not so fast. Yeah, right. Um, because we will we will do anything that we can sort of churn up. We will point to that and say, look who I am. But, it, but it's also helpful because it then shows, okay, well, yeah, none of that counts for anything. However, like, this is what life in the spirit should be producing. And must produce. Right, yeah. And that's the thing. It must produce it. Um, it's not It's not icing on the cake, right? And this is this is another sort that's of good, place where yeah. we can trip up. Because it's easy to think, okay, yeah, you know what? Justification by faith, awesome. <laughs> Done. Which, which it is. Um, let's sin so grace may abound yeah and everybody's like and nobody nobody would say nobody would say that any sin is good we'd always be like that's awful right and of course we would all say we need to obey but there is a, an off base way completely off base of looking at justification by faith where you end up with like obedience is good when when you get it 
it's the again it's icing on the cake but here's the thing what's a cake without icing it's still cake and it's pretty good and it's sometimes <laughs> awesome right and if you don't have the icing, you might be like, well, but it's still cake. You're, you're saying this is like cake without cake. I mean, it's, it's like... It's yeah, like, we just treat it like it's an add-on. And that Paul's, the fruit of the Spirit is this. Absolutely. It cannot yeah. be... It cannot be... The fruit of the Spirit can't be separated from the reality, right, of the life of the justified. As though it's just something you kind of add on when you can get it. And, and, and he, and he kind of goes back then to like... His whole promise law argument that we were talking about before, I think that's the whole against such things there is no law. Like, yeah. you know, that's there's kind of two things to that. Like, <clears throat> in one side, like it's awesome. Like, you can never be too loving. Like, as you grow in these things, you know, there's no limit. That's exactly but on the other right. thing, it's saying like this is how you should have been all along. Like, if you really had the spirit, you never would have needed the law. Because the law doesn't go contrary to these things. This is just the fruit of knowing God, which is what you were designed to do in the first place. Yeah, that's. I mean, I think that's that's exactly right. There is, this is there is no law for this because the reason is is we we don't want to look at the fruits of the spirit as like oh here's the new sort of law yes, for Christians. Yes, that's good. Paul's like no, this is what flows out. You're not you're not um, sort of constrained or you know, to do these things in order to get something else. You can't get something else. There's, you have been given eternal, an eternal inheritance. I don't know what could we possibly add to that. And I think that's, that's what, you know, that's what he's trying to say. And, and one of the things that's really telling is in the fruits of the spirit is these are not just sort of personal virtues that you kind of work on. In order to bear the fruits of the Spirit, there is an ingredient, if I could call it that, that you have to have, and that is other people. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So when I first, when I, after I came to faith, I mean, I grew up in a church, but I didn't come to, to faith until later. I had my grandmother's Bible that um, she had left for me, or she had left, yeah, for me. And then she had passed away by this time for many years. And, and I, I, she had the fruits of the Spirit underlined. And so like, I got... You know, I, I memorized those as a kid in church, but I like to start memorizing them again. And I'm so I'm like trying to think, I can I gotta get these fruits of the spirit, right? I need to work on they need to do these things. Well, later on it dawns on me that uh you know, in order to actually bear the fruit of love, I need other people in my life. Yeah. And if you think about these things, they're completely all pointed outwards. Right. It's not like, you know, I'm a loving person. I'm a joyous person. I'm a peaceful. No, it's I'm a loving person towards other, other people. Um, I'm joyful towards other people. I'm peaceful with other people. I'm patient with other people. I'm kind to other people. And so in other words, they're not just sort of own our own little personal virtues that we're building. They're exercised with the people in with the people of God with with those with our neighbor with all those around us. Yeah, and and yeah. then the desires of the flesh it creates this the you know it creates a bad relationship with you and others, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're you're abusing people sexually for yourself. You're exactly. you're being yeah, you're right. leveraging you're being other jealous people. of them. You're, yeah. yeah, you're you're everything everything you become the center. So in a sense like the the righteous man is the one the the, the spirit leads us to, to kind of forget about ourselves and to think about others, right? The flesh leads us to forget about others and only think about ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we're driven by like, what am I going to get? And then we're, when we are, we become willing to leverage 
anything and anyone in order to fulfill those desires. That's good. Right? Ah, So much to this. Well, we have one more, one more day to go. So, yeah, Brian Vickers, I'm Jason Dees. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.